Welcome to the Rush of Fear podcast, where we are covering Universal Orlando's premier scare event, Halloween Horror Nights, for our sister podcast, the unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. Today, we are actually kicking off a series of episodes where we will dive into the history of HHN, but don't worry, we'll try not to bore you to death. (laughs) So, let the mayhem begin with Horror Nights 1991. What a rush of fear. Hello, everybody. I am Michelle, your host for today. And with me, I've got the lovely Maddie. Hi. And the equally lovely Kenneth. Oh, yes. I got lovely, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was very much hoping that I would also be lovely. This is great. In in all honesty, (laughs) I couldn't think of a masculine... uh, adjective off the top of my head so uh, lovely it is i wear lovely with pride (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so let's go ahead and dive in as i said before we are going to take a look at the very first year of the event now known as halloween horror nights which was known at that time as fright nights and the tagline that first year was dying for a good halloween party yikes (laughs) <laughs> Horror Nights began its history back in 1991 when Universal Studios Florida unleashed its Halloween-themed Fright Nights. It seemed like a match made in heaven, given the horror movie history of Universal Studios. Minuscule in comparison to the event we know now, Fright Nights was held over only three nights, the 25th, 26th, and 31st of October 1991, and would begin at 6 p.m. and end at midnight each night. Those are tiny hours that's a short can you imagine such a short night of horror nights three nights oh that would suck (laughs) the event featured only one house and no scare zones but contained many shows actors even had to provide their own costumes and makeup it should be noted also that while they were not yet called the chainsaw drill team chainsaw wielding freaks did roam the streets of fright nights the rat lady also made a very early appearance at the event featured in the dungeon of terror and a single night ticket that year would have cost you just twelve ninety five plus tax. That's right. Can you. you imagine? That's crazy. Oh my god! I twelve dollars and ninety five cents. I wonder how wow. much a park ticket cost back in nineteen ninety one. That's a great question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but twelve ninety five—that's nothing. And I think it's funny too that their tagline was "Dying for a good Halloween party" because. <laughs> The like the whole reason why Universal decided to do a Halloween event at all was to kind of I don't want to say compete, but they saw Disney doing mm-hmm. the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween events for families, and they wanted in on that. You know, yeah. they were like, "Well, we can't compete with with Mickey's Not So Scary. We can't compete with that with families. So, what can we come up with that will be kind of our own thing?" So they're yeah. like dying for a good Halloween party. I think that's funny. Yeah, the <laughs> emphasis is on the good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which after one trip to Mickey's Not So Scary a few years ago, I mean, I was not impressed. I th- I felt kind of ripped off, uh, especially being a pass holder to Disney. I was like, what? I paid extra for this. Like, I didn't. What? Not think- See, I I love like comparing the Halloween party to the Christmas party at Disney. I think you definitely get so much more for your money's worth at the Halloween party. Cause there's a special parade that you like yeah. can only see at the Halloween party. And which like, is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. And like the characters are all dressed up and there's a special stage show and special fireworks. And 
like obviously the candy and all of that stuff. Like, I don't know. I just think they do I mean, it. They do it well. Yeah, they do. I will say the Hocus Pocus show alone. I was like, okay, I would yeah. pay. I would pay th- this ticket price just for that show by itself. Yeah. But like, put it at House of Blues or something, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, well, oh my we, God. so f- again, Disney's mostly for families. I know that there's a lot of us that love Disney, even though you don't have kids. But with kids, Mickey's Not So Scary is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what it's geared towards. I can definitely see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a good event for that. And like Maddie was saying, in comparison to the Christmas party, it's like night and day. Halloween yeah. party is so much better. Um, I, that means I'll just never go to the Christmas party ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really not worth your money unless you really, really like to spend that much money for a bunch of cookies because that's basically what I you're I was going to say, I because I worked two Christmas parties these past two Christmases that we had it. And like I saw so many families over and over and over and over again. And the kids were just like sugared up on like oh, yeah. hot chocolate and cookies because the parents are like, we're going to get our money's worth. <laughs> yes. Yes, like, exactly. Yikes. But neither, I mean, both of those pale in comparison to what Halloween Horror Nights has become. So absolutely, I'm glad that Julie Zimmerman and her team came up with something where they were like, you know, even if it's for three nights, let's just try something because it has yeah. turned out to be... A, a beast and it's amazing so yeah for sure for sure Kenneth can you imagine having to bring and do your own makeup and costumes because I can't I would have just I would have just like been wearing my normal clothes and just looked like me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would have been like I don't even know like go full carry just cover me in blood and I'll figure yeah. something out I guess I I've got know. like a Bulbasaur costume from Hot Topic I you know that's if that oh works, my I can wear that. god can I see you in that please can we have pictures it's, on Instagram to, to call it a costume is generous even it's just like the bulb and like a dumb little hat of Bulbasaur's head oh no I no, think I had to like inst- make our- the rest of it our Instagram page needs that picture. Yeah. Sorry. I'll yep. find a way to figure something yes. out. Cause I lost, I, I, I had to make a shirt for the body. Cause like it was oh literally just the bulb by itself. So I had to like buy a solid color shirt that was mo- like mostly Bulbasaur's color and then make felt little <laughs> triangles to like Velcro onto it. Um, and I don't have any of that other stuff anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth actually taking the time to put together a Bulbasaur just made my day. Seriously. <laughs> I'm so here for it. Yes. Oh, man. All right. Well, moving on with this year, um, we only had one house. It was called the Dungeon of Terror, um, and it was located in the Jaws queue of the park. Um, And from what it looks like, it just had a cute little tagline. Watches a full cast of Mad Men and Monsters wreak havoc and mayhem within the walls of the dungeon's dark, dark depths. Um, and as we said, this event did have many, many shows since it only had that one house. So let's go through them. Yeah. So the first one we're going to talk about is Beetlejuice Dead in Concert featuring the Ghostbusters. This took place at the New York Public Library. And it was a show which featured Beetlejuice singing parodied versions of songs such as My Favorite Things from The Sound of Music. And the Ghostbusters would then interrupt him and perform their own song and dance numbers. The show ends with the Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice departing in Ecto-1. You know what that reminds me of, though, is Star Wars Weekends when they had the galactic, like, 
a galactic or hyperspace hoopla. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like why is why is Darth Vader dancing to like promiscuous women with his daughter, <laughs> Princess Leia and Padme? Why? Oh, that's so messed why up. Is, why is Beetlejuice singing my favorite thing from The Sound of Music? <laughs> there was a show. This was a show in the daytime park too. When I was a kid, they used to do it on the library, Beetlejuice and the Ghostbusters. And he would like possess them and and like basically puppet them to singing like different uh like pop songs i have seen videos of that yeah i used to watch it every visit it was i thought it was so funny i i like at that time i don't think i had ever seen ghostbusters so i just kind of knew them mostly from the park and i was like this is awesome <laughs> that is hilarious oh my Ooh, here's a show chainsaw massacre this show featured chainsaw maniacs uh, sacrificing unfortunate guests on stage, then tossing their supposed remains, plastic body parts, and blood, water, into the <laughs> crowd and was located on the streets of New York. Wow. Dude, that sounds awesome. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. <laughs> I wish somebody would throw a plastic body part at me. Like, do they have to give it back? Because I would have totally been like, yes, I'm taking my arm with me. <laughs> oh, souvenir. Yeah. This was worth my twelve ninety five. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so, Kit, like at this year, can we like go to one of the stage shows and be like, throw me a body part, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw me something, Mister. Can I have that? It's just sitting on the stage. <laughs> throw me something, Mister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my this was like the wild west like oh yeah i can just picture julie zimmerman sitting on like at like a fold-out chair at a card table like in a back office somewhere just scribbling on paper with like crumbles of paper around here this is gonna be a great idea we're gonna throw yes. plastic body parts at people we're gonna use water because we love water at universal <laughs> people will think it's blood <laughs> oh this is great oh no oh my goodness all right well moving on with um our you know million shows that we have this year another one was the cobra woman so along the streets of new york we couldn't really find any information about this one i'm pretty sure i've seen it though like in a video somewhere but it was literally i think just a woman walking around with a massive snake around her like they do like on hollywood boulevard oh you yeah. know yeah. Or like the parrot man that sits in front of the Orlando Eye and is like $20 for a picture with my parrot. Thank you. Was <laughs> it a real snake, you think? I'm Yeah, I mean, the rat lady had real rats. So yeah, I assume it's a real snake. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. I don't see why not. Yeah, we have the animal actors. So it's not like we don't have animals in the park at all. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one, I feel like I have to like, say this next one with like a voice you know <laughs> the thunderdome do it thunderdome dum, dum, dum. Uh, so this show is located in hollywood and it was a sacrifice to the event so the queen of darkness and her thunderdome minions would find a traitor or spy which was someone in the audience usually wearing like a shirt from another park um to sacrifice they would then lower him into a pit of acid and when the body would raise up from the pit, there would only be a skeleton left. Oh, awesome. Love that. They used to have that in the Waterworld show out in Hollywood. They would, like, dip a guy into, like, the vat of acid like they do in the movie. And then it would come up and, like, it would just be a vest that was left. That's great. I'm here for it. 
And the fact that they put a, diff- a shirt from a different park on the person. Yeah. That, Fun yeah. spot. Maybe some ears. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Old town. Yeah. <laughs> the competition. Sea world. <laughs> sea world. Gatorland. <laughs> Shamu, oh you must be sacrificed. <laughs> do, 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 Shamu, Shamu. Yeah. Y'all can't see it, but I did the hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> and there have been minions at Universal since back here. Wow. Thunderdome mm. minions. Look at that. Those I would have wanted minions. to be a Thunderdome minion for sure. Oh, dope. can you see? They need an evil minions house. The, like the purple awesome. minions? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be that would be funny. I as much as we have had zombies and I know I said in a previous episode like we need a break from zombies, I do think zombie minions would be really funny. That would be. Ooh. Yeah. Good stuff. There's a way to there's a way to do it. Absolutely. <clears throat> Creative. Speaking of death, this next show is Doctor Death, another show located on the streets of New York, and it's a mystery because again, couldn't find any info on it. Do you have any insight, Kenneth or Maddie? Nope. No. Nope. Doctor Death. <laughs> that's just, I assume that's all it's we got. Another, yeah, it's another person cutting up, like a street performer kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Most similar likely. to like the little stages at um at Vanity Ball with like the the surgeons just cutting people up on stage. Ah. Oh, yeah. That would be that my guess. So great. There's a lot of stuff in New York. Wow. It is this, the biggest area though, so it makes so. sense. They were just throwing, you know, throwing anything at the wall and seeing what sticks. They're like, what do people like? Just think, put anything you can think of out there and see what people respond to. <laughs> yes. Literally, that's what this is. Okay. Yeah. So next is Dragon Breath. People like dragons, right? So we got to have a dragon. This show on the overpopulated streets of New York. Well, yeah, it's overpopulated because you've put everything in New York. <laughs> <laughs> would feature a contortionist who would spit fire. During that year, it was part of the midway of the bazaar. So a fire spitter, fire breather. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if that's the guy. You know that like tattooed forked tongue lizard man? Oh gosh, yes. Who doesn't? Yeah. I wonder if that's him. I've seen him at Horror Nights. He had a show one year that I went. That was cool. Anyway. Creepy. Ooh, this next one sounds creepy. Ugh. Ooh, the human pincushion. This show somehow managing to find space in New York was just a person performing acupuncture on themselves, possibly. Fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of okay. The human pincushion. Seems yeah. a little um, um, dirty. Yeah. Like, do we clean those needles every single time? <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I'm guessing this must be like a person that does this for a living yeah. and they just... yeah. Yeah, I can picture, though, just like walking through the streets of New York, like during this year, and it just kind of being like a state fair, where it's like on either side of the alleyway, there's like the world's largest alligator, the world's largest horse. Yeah, like very tiny girl in cage, like the bearded (laughs) woman. The three foot man eating chicken. (laughs) Yes, well, from from the Little Rascals movie. Did anyone else get that? Okay. Um, no. It, yeah, it feels like Horror Nights or Fright Nights uh, this year was m- kind of like a freak show. Yeah. Yes. More than like well, Horror Nights as we know it now. Yeah. Um, oh, just as a side note, the three foot man eating chicken, they advertise that in the Little Rascals movie. They're like doing a sideshow thing. And then you go inside and it's literally like a kid who is the three foot man and he's eating chicken like a bucket of fried Oh, chicken. yes. I oh, remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. LOL. Um, and then there's... Madame Cousel, gypsy fortune teller. 
Another that we could not find any info on, but somehow managed to find a spot on the streets <laughs> on of the New streets York. On the streets of New York. <laughs> I think this, they, they started stacking them like bunk beds, like multi-levels. Yeah. Um, just like the human pincushion was sitting on Madame Cousel's shoulders. And then somebody else, was, <laughs> like Dragon Breath guy was on the human pincushion's shoulders. And there's like a yeah. tower of people doing stuff. Yeah. Love I think it. that's about, about right. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's another one. It's not done. Oh my goodness. You know there's more to Universal than just the streets of New York, guys. <laughs> guys, this is going to be an episode. I'm I love it. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Magical Mania. Another show on the streets of New York that, that we, we don't, don't know have. what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> but I can assume from the title, we're going to we're going to read between the lines on this one and I'm going to say, I'm going to guess it was a magician. I don't under I don't see how you could make that kind of a leap. No, there. that's that's stretching it, Maddie. <laughs> that's like my what almost twenty one years of school right there. Yep. Okay. Yep. Inferring. All right. All right. You got a Context degree. We'll trust clues. you. Context clues. Oh man. All right. Moving on to the next one. It is the Beetlejuice Graveyard Tours. Now this is something I would have enjoyed. Um, and I wish they still had it around. So this show includes Beetlejuice himself. Apparently, um, you know, we can have two Beetlejuices in the park, unlike having Mickey Mouse twice in the park, you know? Yes. There are multiple. He can clone himself. Yeah. That doesn't happen. There's There's only one Mickey Mouse. There is only one. (laughs) He's just always where you are. It's, it's magical. It truly is. Yeah. Yep. So Beetlejuice himself, as well as Jake and Elwood Blues, and then Norman Bates, which, man, let me say, that is that is a group almost as good as Christopher Walken and Dwayne The Rock Johnson on Disaster. Yes. Uh, oh. What, yeah. a, what a party. Um, and it primarily consisted of them performing a number of songs and dance routines on Expedition Boulevard. What the Where heck? is that? Exposition. I'm guessing that must be like World Expo, um, like oh, around maybe. where Back to the Future and the the Wild Wild There's not Wild. A lot of space back there. No, and especially not back then, where like no. where Men in Black is now was like the Swamp Thing set or something. Like there was barely yeah. anything ar- around that area of the park. Norman huh. Bates performing song and dance routines. I can't picture that. <laughs> Me neither. What? But, uh... I I can see him singing like. Uh, like Bohemian Rhapsody, Mama <laughs> just killed a lady in a shower. <laughs> oh my god! Oh um. my god, man! I feel like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was stewing. <laughs> oh my goodness. This event oh, sounds man. crazy. Yeah. For $12. It was crazy. Seriously, the Wild West yeah. of... Bang for your buck. Like, yeah. Yes. Dude, you're like leaving everything. there with plastic body parts <laughs> and watching Norman Bates perform with the Blues Brothers. Come like, on. Right? And Beetlejuice is in two separate shows. I know. There's two Beetlejuices. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. And moving on with some more shows, we have the Gravediggers. This punk rock band would perform on Exposition Boulevard, flanked by two Universal employees dressed as Laurel and Hardy. 
to entertain the audience? What the hell? Where was I when this was happening? Well, I was one what? year old is where I was, but in 91? How does yeah. how do how does Am somebody think of this? Oh no, what? I wasn't born yet. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like who says let's do this punk rock band called the Gravediggers and stick Laurel and Hardy next to them? Like what? I, uh Julie Zimmerman. Duh. This event almost feels like they just wrote a bunch of just random things in a on paper and just like pulled things out of a hat. And they're like, okay, make that a show. Yeah. Punk band. <laughs> yes. Laurel and Hardy. Gravediggers. Perfect. <laughs> Grave Diggers. Okay, that's the name of the band. They're a punk rock nice. band, and Laurel and Hardy are there. Great. This Perfect. is Next. awesome. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Norman Bates. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> were standing. <laughs> and just, they had a bowl full of, like, spaghetti noodles. And they were like, all right, if this spaghetti noodles, like, as I, as we throw it, say an idea. And if it sticks to the wall, we'll put it in. And if it falls, <laughs> yeah. it's out. Yes. <laughs> so nuts. The only way. They had one of those big bingo ball like barrels that you they spin around. <laughs> oh my gosh. They put a bunch of ideas in those little like ring containers and put it into like one of the yeah. gumball machines. And put a and- <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I can't. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Let's see what other kind of mess we can get into here. So next we got the pen dragons. These are magical artists that would enchant one and all with effects and illusions that defy the laws of nature on the animal actor stage. Now I keep wondering why they don't ever use the animal actor stage for HHN. So maybe something happened here that they were like, Oh, can't do that again. Yeah. I saw a magician. I saw a magician at animal actors. One of the early years that I went, um, uh, Brian Brushwood, I think, did a show there in, I want to say, 2007, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds right. 2007 is the year. I'm thinking of the friends I saw that show with, and that's the only year that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so I know I have seen a show there. So I don't know why they don't use it more often. I think it's because they know. can't really do anything with the set. So it has to be like a show that doesn't require any kind of so, yeah, uh, because of the animals. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on. Moving on to the Universal Science Band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> WTF. Like, what? Another Mad Libs uh, creation. <laughs> the Universal. <laughs> keep reading. Keep reading. I'm reading okay, again. Okay. <laughs> okay. The Universal Science Band was a group of Universal team members playing various instruments on Exposition Boulevard, and they would perform songs such as The Monster Mash and My Skin Crawls. Also, I just want to say, what are we what are we laughing at? <laughs> because I'm just picturing like random team members like, I can play the harmonica. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what, what I was imagining too. In. Like, in science each, labs, they, they had to be right. No, no, no. They each came from work, so one's dressed in like the Back to the Future costume, one's yeah. dressed in like the Twister costume, one's dressed in their Earthquake costume, and they're like, "We haven't clocked out yet. We're just here." <laughs> Did this... you bring your kazoo this time? Great, I brought my triangle. <laughs> 
I want, yeah, because it, because obviously, like, even if they are dressed as like a band, they are team members, but the way it, it says it makes it sound like they just got like a custodial person, a security <laughs> yes. team member. Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> they had a sign up in the break room and they were like, who can play an instrument? Pull this piece yeah. of paper and call this number. <laughs> We'll give you learn all the, the monster time. mash. Quick, learn the monster mash. <laughs> what is my skin crawls? What song is that? Let's look know. it up. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. We can't play it on the episode though. This I did learn craziness. that. I got oh, in trouble. True. Yeah. All right. Um, well, next. Next, up, next it, one sounds okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't read ahead, so let's see. Okay. Uh, this is Doctor Frankenstein's theater, the Mistress of the Night was a character based around a horror movie host from the 60s and 70s. She would show the audience viewings of the Frankenstein and Dracula movies along with Frankenstein's monster and Dracula themselves. The movies would be restored versions with never-before-seen, quote-unquote, scenes added and was located in the Graveyard Review Theater. What? Interesting. Was it hmm. a, like, it's, it's like a film festival. Yeah. Okay, they it's play not as cool as I thought movie? it. movie? It's the Disney shorts, but... Horror version, <laughs> I guess. Did they play the whole movie? Restored versions with never before seen scenes. This event added. was only six hours long, so that I was guess. where you like went to take a break. I guess. I guess. I'm so. imagining also like that watching Frankenstein while the monster is there. I'm picturing like a question and answer session with like him <laughs> sitting in one of those chairs in front of the screen with the Mistress of the Night, and there, she's oh like, "If anyone God. has any questions for the monster." <laughs> I see one guy down here in the third row. Can we get the mic over to him? Oh my god. Hi the monster. I'm Carl. Big fan. Love your work. <laughs> what was it like working with uh <laughs> How does your boss treat you? <laughs> Is your pay well? I confused. Do you think you'll oh, ever get yeah. married? Good. <laughs> you think you'll ever get married? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Oh. Supernight is like, guys, please let's try to keep the questions relevant to the film, okay? <laughs> let's try to keep be stay focused. <laughs> oh my god. Love it. Okay. All Move right. On. And we have a million more shows. So yeah. here we oh are. Oh my god. All right. Moving on. We have the Iron Belly, which all right. Okay. Huh? This show performed in San Francisco. We are changing locations. We are out of New York City. Thank goodness. It's about time. Um, it featured a tattooed man eating fire ice. Okay, eating ice is very simple. I do it every day. Anyways, <laughs> um, not really stellar. Uh, and other strange things in front of guests. You know, if I could be paid to stand in front of a group of people on a stage and just eat, I would do it. <laughs> right? Doesn't seem that hard. what other strange things he had. Like, maybe he ate yeah. bugs and stuff, though. Probably. Yeah. It was Nails. probably the, be yeah, the beginnings of uh, that Fear Factor challenge where they throw all that stuff in the blender. Yeah. And apparently mm. the fact that he's tattooed made him seem scarier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess probably. tattoos weren't such a big thing yeah. back then. I, I have questions. I know. He's e he's eating ice and, and people are like, we're not impressed. He's like, yeah, well, look at my arm. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Ink. <laughs> Ink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Next, the human impaler. So this show featured a knife thrower doing various tricks 
also in San Francisco. Fun. Okay. I know a few people who do that. It's pretty, it's honestly very scary to watch them do that. And like when you actually know them, you're like, oh my God, I swear. <laughs> you know people that do this? Yeah. So okay, when now I, I have to, questions. Yeah. So when I used to work at Pirates Dinner Adventure, some of them were part of like this traveling, I don't want to say circus group, but like kind of just oddities group. They would do like Ren Fest and things like that. And so one of them was a fire eater. Two of them oh. had like a knife throwing kind of like routine. Yeah, it's pretty, it's terrifying. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. They also taught me how to uh, throw a whip. So that was neat. Ooh. Oh. I know. It's my one fun talent. Oh, dang. Yeah. Now, speaking of whip, because one of the words in the description of this next thing, ignore me. <laughs> what? I'll make the connection after you read it. Go ahead. Okay. 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 <laughs> Star shower served as the warm up for Paul Revere and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones has a whip. Okay, there oh, you go. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that was Isn't stretch. Fo- uh, yeah, there's a football team though named the Raiders, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good job, Maddie. Thank you. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Paul Revere was he a zombie? Paul Revere or was he just? Paul Revere with a lantern and a horse saying the British are coming. The British are coming. <laughs> and that know. was it. It looks like this is a band, like an actual band. Are they a real band? I'm going to look them up. You do that. While I, while I tell our lovely guests about <laughs> the show. Okay. Wow. Paul Revere and the Raiders, AKA monster mash dance with Paul Revere and the Raiders monster mash dance. That must be a song they did. Are we showing our our youth here? Monster Mash is just playing so. in all five corners of the park in this yeah. event for okay. six hours. Up in the front, in the in the streets of New York, back in San Francisco, <laughs> over in <laughs> Expedition Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, it says the band would play their most popular songs as well as the Monster Mash, as the alternate title seemingly implies. And along with Star Shower, was performed on Hollywood Boulevard. And I have some information here. Uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders, also known as Raiders, was an American pop rock band that saw considerable U.S. mainstream success in the second half of the 1960s and early 70s with music veering from garage rock to psychedelic pop. But their Hmm. early sound combined fast paced guitar and vocal dominated rock and roll with an intimidating R&B flavor. The band was known for including Revolution War style clothes in their attire. Shut up. Okay, so there's your answer, Maddie. Oh hmm. my God. Again, I'm pulled out of the it. bingo ball. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. Like the- how, <laughs> why? That's pretty cool though. I mean, it reminds me, I'm, I always go back to Disney. It, I need, I need, serious help um the in the new halloween parties they have the singers from frontierland and they all like died in a specific way you know what i'm talking about are you talking about the dapper downs yeah 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 yeah. but like the frontierland halloween party version of them i don't i i cannot think of their name but in my head that's what these guys look like probably right oh okay yeah that's fun though um I think it's really cool that they had like just an actual concert happening in the yeah. event. Uh, and if they ever wanted to do that, I know a band that would be very interested in that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What band is that, Kenneth? They're called Pangolin. 
Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Where can we find information about this band? Uh, at Pangolin FL, everywhere online and on Spotify and anywhere else that music is streamed. Sweet. How do you spell it? P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N. Awesome. Oh, there you are. Oh, my God. Look, it's you. That's me. <laughs> wow. So, everybody go check out Kenneth. <laughs> Shameless Playing. plug over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Okay, what's this? This last one is, I find it fun. The Yeah, the oh. Monster Mardi Gras Costume Contest. Also on Hollywood Boulevard, again, we couldn't find any info on this, but we think the name may give you a bit of a hint. So I have read a little bit about this in a book before. So yeah, it was it was a costume contest, basically. So I mean, what but more the is there to say about in that? Mardi Gras. Oh my god, can you yeah. imagine? That's but cute. it's kind of cool that people could actually and were encouraged to dress up to come to this event. So yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. of course now it's totally not allowed, like at all. Yeah. Uh, so people, I mean. You can't like mm, you, know, cause, on how lo- you can cosplay and kind of get away with it. That, it dep- yeah, like, it depends on what you're trying to be and like what you're wearing. Yeah. Like you have to kind of it has to be a costume that's basically made of like normal clothes. Yeah, like a mask. Disney, like Disney bounding. Yeah, you can HHN no bound. <laughs> right. Because yeah. like um, last year, you obviously or was it last year? Yeah. Well, 2019, 20 HHN 29. There was a lot of people in like the Stranger Things scoops. Yeah, yeah, like costumes from oh, like, the, but like nobody Savoy. in like full. Yeah, and I'm assuming this costume. year there's going to be a lot of people dressed up like as Beetlejuice kind of costumes as well. Right. For sure. I guess as long as they don't have any kind of makeup on or anything, they allow it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. We have a whole lot of information about this next one. And finally, <laughs> the moment you've all been waiting for the show. The event, the attraction that everyone from across the world came to Fright Nights to see. Prince Dragon in Amity. Another show we couldn't find anything about. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such an informative history lesson for our listeners. Yep. I I mean. The the mind reels uh, imagining what Prince Dragon could have been. I know. I feel like my brain is going to like three different things at the same time. He's like a prince from some other country and he just stands there on the stage like waving. Well, knowing like thinking about how they did the rest of the event, they did the bingo balls and they pulled out Prince like the the singer. Yes. And then they pulled out like dragon and they're like, all right, Prince dragon. There we go. Like I'm imagining like an actual dragon singing Purple Beret. I'm imagining uh, alternatively a... Like a prince, like like as in you know prince as opposed to princess who uh, is a dragon. <laughs> I'm <laughs> imagining and just like what like a bearded dragon, like a big iguana wearing a little crown. Um, <laughs> That's it. That was it right there. <laughs> it's, it's a bearded dragon in a cage with a crown. Literally, on, like if you, I googled it right. I googled it, and it says. And I quote, Prince Dragon was one of the 20 shows that was featured during Fright Nights in 1991. The show was located in Amity to the left of the entrance of Dungeon of Terror. The show returned unofficially in Halloween Horror Nights 3. It is unknown where the show was located for that year, but still most likely Amity. During the year, it was part of 
the midway of the bazaar. Literally, that's it. On that's the internet. it. So okay. we still don't know what Prince Dragon is. Internet, you have failed me. Hmm. We could ask Julie. I like not knowing. I do follow her on Instagram. We so. might have to do a follow-up episode with her <laughs> so that she can clarify all of this <laughs> yeah. stuff we know nothing about. <laughs> Julie, please explain yeah. your that, that might not be a bad idea. So let's work on Ex- that. Explain yourself. What yeah. is this? <laughs> Julie, we have questions. <laughs> Which team members played in the science band? We need to know. <laughs> All need the questions. Know. <laughs> oh, That my could make goodness. for a fun night. All right, guys. We are going to stop torturing you enough for this episode. Future episodes of this have to be shorter because we will have to do 29 of these if we, if we keep this piece up. <laughs> Well, you know, Universal isn't giving us a whole lot of information about this current HHN, so we got to do something to fill in the time. So I, Yeah, I feel like for the, ne- until like 95, 96, I feel like it's just going to kind of be this, because there weren't, there was like one to three houses those first five years. So it's, it's you know, a lot of shows. Yeah, that's true. This year does have an, an unusually large number of things happening in it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of questionable right. things. But in the future, we'll have a lot more information. And yeah. Things shrouded and in I'm, mystery, lost to time. I, ex- I am so excited to talk about the Rat Lady. She is. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed with the Rat Lady. I find her to be so fascinating. So fascinating. Mm. Like, <laughs> well, I'm pumped. Stay tuned, guys. Y'all. Stay tuned. We want to give a big shout out to HHN Legacy and HorrorNights.Fandom.com for the info used in this episode, even if there was a lot of it missing, but that's not their fault. And of course, all our opinions and snark were our own. All right, guys, that's it for tonight. So again, like I said, we will stop torturing you and move on to the next one. So hopefully you'll hear back from us soon. And until then, the podcast has come to an end. Now get out.